Welcome to Not in the Lap of the Pods with Paul, Joe, myself, David. It's been a little while since we've actually put a Not episode out. I think the last one was the Riding the Low uh, album, wasn't it? Ah, that's a bit right. Quite a wee while ago since Mm -hmm. we've actually done one of these. So we're actually back to a request. So the listeners had, again, previously said that we should check out certain albums and... uh, this one was one that was requested by, and I cannot remember for the life of me who requested it. But um, whoever it was, thanks for requesting it, because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Um, okay. I think I think probably a couple of people did, in fairness, um, request this. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're only too willing to oblige with that one and give this, give this a shot. So the album in question is Rain Dogs by Tom Waits. So the for many, many Tom Waits fans, um, his best album. But I suppose that's always going to be subjective. You know, it's like saying A Night of the Opera is the best Queen album. Is it really? Mm. Nah, nah, not for me. You know, so. But, but Rain Dogs, I mean, well, I'm going to get your Tom Waits story, um, if you even have one, <laughs> before we start um, and start getting into the album album proper. We'll play the album through as we discuss it. Um, but the album itself, let's get a bit of information on. So the album came out in, in September 1985 on Island Records. And it's a loose concept album about the urban dispossessed um, of New York City. So Rain Dogs is generally considered the middle album of a a trillogy um, that includes Swordfish Trombones and Frank's Wild Years. So this is obviously sits in the middle of them. Whether it is a trilogy, I don't know, but this is is just what uh, Wikipedia is saying about it. Um, It's quite a notable guest appearance on it by Keith Richards. So he actually appears on the album um, at one point as well. Now, uh, I he um, he, he kind of um, you know if, if you know anything about Tom Waits, he, he uses very primitive kind of methods for recording. And when you consider it was nineteen eighty five, you know the temptation might be to to go to synths and and you know and kind mm-hmm. of drum machines and things like that. But this is a quote from um, from uh, Tom Waits at the time. So uh, he was sort of discussing his mistrust of the then fashionable studio techniques. And he said, if I want a sound, I usually feel better if I've chased it and killed it, skinned it and cooked it. Most (laughs) things you can get with a button nowadays. So if I was trying for a certain drum sound, my engineer would say, oh, for Christ's sakes, why are we wasting our time? Let's just hit this little cup with a stick here, sample something, take a drum sound from another record, basically, and make make it bigger in the mix. Don't worry about it. I'd say, no, I'd rather go into a bathroom and hit the door with a piece of two-by-four very hard. So, <laughs> Like his way of thinking. So, yeah. yeah. And I think probably we'd all agree before we even get into this, it's not an album that sounds dated in any way. You no, know, it's, no. it's, 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 it's so, and that's, that's, and obviously that's, that's, that's actually commendable and it's quite forward thinking that, um, I don't think for, by any means that, you know, Tom Waits thinking 2022, I want this to sound as fresh as it did in 1985. I don't think that was necessarily in his thoughts, but the fact that he made that decision means that it still, it still actually sounds like it could have been recorded last week, you know. Aye, absolutely, aye. Very mm-hmm. organic. Um, Didn't fall into any of the trappings at the time. Let's, uh, let's, well, let's start off with, Tom Waits, for you guys, I mean, what you know about him prior to listening to this, um, do you have any sort of particular relationship with Tom Waits in any way? So I'm going to start off with Paul first. Do you want to kick things off? Well, Tom Waits was always one of those artists that I was always meaning to get round to and never really did. 
Um, to my shame, I couldn't. I, 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 maybe Downtown Train would have been the only song that I knew mm-hmm. of his, and it was only because um, Rod Stewart <laughs> did a version Aye. of it. Yeah, and he and, and he said at the time, "Oh, it's a Tom Waits song or whatever." Um, my only um, uh, caught real contact, if you if you like, with Tom Waits is when he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And they played Rainfield in it, and he was extremely good in it. You know, one of the one of the best things in it actually. Um, so it's probably more as an actor than than as a musician. So again, yeah, like I like a lot of artists over the years, and and again, it was it's down to snobbery and all that. When I was younger, you know, metal, you know, guitar, drums, bass, that's it. You know, all that shit. Um, uh, I, I I I gave him a miss. I never get round to him, but um, I'm, I, I will remedy that uh, after I listen to this album, definitely. All right, Joe. Well, I'm kind of similar to Paul, actually. The first time I heard the Tom Waits it was through that film, the Dracula film. I, I, it's a name that's been, you know, other people that I've listened to, you know, in the past, like Mike Patton and people like that. I've heard, you know, him, his name getting mentioned, you know, as an, as an influence and stuff like that. But other than that, I didn't really know any of his music. And I, to be fair, I had actually had to message Paul today because I said, when I heard Downtown Train, I was like, is that is that Rod Stewart? I, I, surely Tom Waits hasn't covered that fucking Rod Stewart song. And he went, and Paul obviously get back saying, no, no, it is a Tom Waits song. I was like, right, that makes sense. And, but that that is the only thing that I'd heard. I had not heard another note of music, I don't think. Um, if you'd have played this to me, you know, when back when I was like 18, 19, I would have had zero interest in this at all. I would have been like, fuck this, what's this? Do you know what I mean? But uh, but you know, we'll get we'll get talking about it. But um that was uh, it was a weird so it's, it's a weird uh, kind of artist I find now that I've you know I had an idea of what he was, but then what i what I'm hearing is slightly different. So yeah, it'll be quite interesting to talk it through. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested, interested to see what you both say about it. I, I can know you both of you extremely well, and for decades, um, I can, I can probably guess, you know, where where we'll find similar similarities in our, our opinions and all that. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking forward to getting, getting into it. I think we initially were going to do this podcast a week ago. And um, I'm actually glad we didn't because it's allowed myself to actually do a bit more kind of digging and a bit more understanding of Tom Waits as an artist as well um, for myself. So I'm quite glad we, we spent a little bit more time. And, and I think Joe made a good point. He says, I want to sit with this album a wee bit, a wee bit longer. Aye. The first, time um, I listened, first couple of, the first time I tried to listen to it, I just could not absorb the music at all. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. wasn't sinking in. No. Um Tom Waits for me, um, I I had a, a work friend, a work friend in a job that I was in like 20 years ago. And um he would constantly give me music. Um, like he would constantly give me like it was it was back then it was it was CDRs, you know, it was it was Aye. it was copies albums, you know, um on CD. And uh he, he would give me things like Joni Mitchell and John Martin and and people like that. So it's a Good lot sure. of artists I get into, you know. Either from a mild point of view, or really get into as a result of him, him, you know, giving me music, and it was, it was never, it was never stuff that I was already into. It was always stuff Aye. that was stretching my, you know, uh, my musical taste a little bit. 
Um, and Tom Waits was one of them, and the album was The Heart of Saturday Night, and that was the that's Tom Waits' second album in 1974. And that album is very much like a, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a jazzy, it's like a, a slow jazz kind of, you know, the jazz club, smoky jazz club type, type album. You know, it's very melodic. It's, you know, um, so it's, it's, so yeah, I, I just immediately took to it and, and I bought it, you know, I bought it at the time. So I've had that album for, I'm going to say roughly 20 years anyway, I've had that on CD and it was an album I played a lot um, and I really enjoyed it. Then what I did is, is I actually bought a, another album of Tom Waits and it was Swordfish Trombones, which is the album before this. And I was completely culture shocked when, when I heard aye, it I bet, because aye. it was completely different from Heart of Saturday Night. Heart of Saturday Night, like I said, is you know it's very melodious and and his voice has not it's not quite there. It's it's a bit aye, more yeah. Yeah, it's a bit more like so that's vibing. But I not so death metal <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then Swordfish Trombones, it was just lacking that melody. It was very abrasive, and you know, I was like, oh. So that kind of that I was like, oh, I don't know. So I kind of I kind of put a full stop next to Tom Waits at that point, and never really delved any further into his music. Mm-hmm. But it's odd because I put that album on last year. I thought I'll give it another shot, and I thought, ah, oh, there's things in this I'm, I'm I can find, and, and I'm actually starting to enjoy. It. And it's you know since the passage of time, and you get older, and I guess your taste can kind of broaden, you know. I would like to think your taste broaden as you get older rather than narrow, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely get something more out of it, um, um, you know, listening to it more recently. But that's that's where it that's where it kind of stayed. I knew I knew something about Tom Waits, but I, I didn't. I don't know as much as I know about Tom Waits now sitting here through doing a little bit of kind of digging for the podcast. Um, so. So yeah, when I listened to Rain Dogs, I was like, yeah, Rain Dogs is very much in that same vein as Swordfish Trombones. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, he's 70 stuff. And his 70 stuff is, you know, that does that, you know, listening to it, it, it does, go, you know, it, it follows that kind of jazz, that jazz style, that country style, that kind of, um, you what know, bluesy style and all that, you know, it, it goes, goes, goes around all those areas. And um you know, I mean, even we get to the album Heart Attack and Vine, he actually starts using guitars and kind of slightly driven guitars and stuff in the, in the background along with his voice, and it really suits it. And I, mean, ah, I like because the heard, gravelly voice. Yeah, yeah I'd mm. like to hear Tom Waits doing something heavier, more, more like that again. Yeah, yeah, along with the voice, but he doesn't. But he's not. He's not that type of guy. It's got to follow convention and do the obvious thing, right. um, which is which is good. But I, he's one of these guys. I, you know, I think we'll probably all agree. He's absolutely interesting. He, he, he no, even if you don't like his music, you, you can't deny the guy's an artist and the guy's doing. Oh, hundred percent. You know, I think I think that's what it, that's what it is. He's he's not. He's, he defies convention most of the time, and and um, yeah, he's just there's just something that there's just something really something that just grabs you about the guy. There's something he's got about a gravitas. There's something about him when you when you look at Aye. him, you you hear his story he's, and stuff. Yeah, you like he's real. He's authentic. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Well, well it's, it's interesting because Aye, because I don't know if he is authentic, man. Because the well, things I read up on him was yeah. talking about that it was an invented character that you basically yeah. see. No, he plays characters in his songs. He's he's, he's more yeah. or less. I, I think I, would, I I think see from this kind of point in his career onwards, I would say yes, authentic. 
um, because he's he's basically yeah he's still playing those characters, but he's being completely true to what he wants to do. Whereas right. I felt in the you know in the seventies, and a lot of critics have said this about him, where in the seventies he was bit contrived, yeah. He's, uh, he's kind of like the guy sitting in the bar with the whiskey and all that. No, it's, it's uh, kind of like a force, uh, a force, a forced upon kind of, yeah. You know, a bit of a cliche and stuff at times and all that. So, uh, but again, he was, he was, he was, I think he was fully aware of what he was doing, the character he was playing. I mean, because he, he, he was, he was born to a middle class family in in California, you know, right. and and but you would mm. think the guy. The guy grew up in the Bronx, aye, or something you know, in New York, a, you know, and aye, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, because that's the that's the kind of image he built up, you know, and certainly through his music and things like that. So, but listen, fair enough, you know, he's playing a persona, and but I think the authentic part for me personally, I would say, yeah, from this point onwards was probably where it was most authentic. I, w- I would say, um, just doing completely and utterly what he wants to do without any. Aye, I mean, I'll, I'll, ambitions, you know. I'll definitely say that about this album. It's like, when I put it on, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I listening to here? It was like Captain Pugwash, but, you know, <laughs> first thing I thought the first song was Pirates. I was like, this sounds like Pirate, pirate yeah. Core, Pirate yeah. Core. And um, I just, a uh, 100%, you know, respect for, you know, having, not even having the balls, because I guess he likes doing this type of stuff, or he wouldn't be doing it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, definitely. It definitely is enjoying what he's doing. Um, but I, it's um, I, 10 out of 10 for uh, not giving a fuck and originality. <laughs> I'll give him that one. <laughs> definitely. Um, so I, I suppose what we, excuse me, what we should do is um, why don't we press play and, and, and give it a listen? That sound like a plan? Let's do it. Like a plan. I've got you admit, the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, fuck off. Aye, I was exactly the same. I was like, no, oh, man. Can't you listen to this? Gilbert and Sullivan push, get it off, you know. <laughs> first thing I thought was, my brain just isn't in the right fucking state to listen to, listen to this because it's like, there's nothing to grab onto. It sounds too, it sounds like a novelty tune. Well, it kind of is, I guess, but yeah. it really sounds like a novelty So, I, I mean, you're talking about the pirate core and all that. This is about sailors actually in Singapore, you know, so it's got that, that sea chanty vibe to it, you know. But I mean, the, the actual, I mean, this is a weird song, right? Because like Paul said, when I first put this record on, I was like, oh no, I, I can't handle this. <laughs> but then see, when I listened to it the second time, it was almost like I immediately started warming to it, which yeah, was yeah. really fucking odd. Mm-hmm. I, I think I started to focus on the lyrics more than the actual yeah. music. Yeah. And I kind of started to, yeah, I bet you have an appreciation for it. I do, I, I do like it, but I've, I must admit, it's probably not the best thing on this album for me. No, you know. no, it's, I like this I, one. This, this is one that I like. I like more than others. For for me, this track, uh, this album doesn't get going until about the third track. All right, like okay, the first couple. Are, um, I'm no. Yeah, I like this. So this song's called Singapore. I don't think we said it at the start. Right. So. I mean, I, I like. 
I like the fact that you know the, the, the instrumentation is really just it's almost like he's deliberately trying to play wrong notes and shit like that yeah. I like that so I can I hear tonal that's maybe the jazz influence yeah. you know what I mean yeah. he's playing a lot of weird notes and stuff because uh, I think he plays the guitars on all of his, all of his stuff yeah no, I didn't mean it's some of the tracks, but no, uh, lots of different instrument, instrumentalists on this. Does he write all the material? Yeah, he does write all the material. Yeah. He writes all the material. I, I do like the double bass here. The double bass is cool. I always like hearing a double bass. It's cool. Dum, dum, dum. It's not about your, when you're saying about playing the wrong notes. There's a song he's got called The Piano Has Been Drinking and they're playing the piano and then it actually he hits like the wrong chord. It's like right. it's like it's, it's really kind of funny. I you know, I know there's a lot of humour. That's the thing. It's like you can't go into listening to this with with, with, with a kind of po faced vibe. You need to go no, into this where no. you, you know it is what it is. He, he is tongue in cheek. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, man. Definitely. And it's I think it's hard to get an appreciation for that type of music. Yeah, especially, definitely. Aye. Especially yeah. coming from metal. I haven't seen coming from metal. Metal's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, you, but, um, but you know what I mean like uh, of, I'm talking about the more sensible heavy music you know yeah. like the alternative metal stuff and and yeah. just alternative rock in general seems to be a little bit more kind of serious so it's hard mm. to kind of take shit like this in properly if you know what I mean yeah yeah I know what you I mean. like this I really like this I tune. clap hands I like so I wait like so we saw Andrew O'Neill doing this um, so he that's he right yes. that die. Yes. I didn't even realise until I was listening I was like I know this was somewhere and I totally remembered it, it ah it was Andrew, Andrew. yeah did a good version of it. Yeah, he did. He's given himself a lisp in this song as well. Yeah, I can hear it. I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you're an artist, I mean, to every song play a diff- almost play a different character. It's really yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it shows a diversity in him as a vocalist as well because yeah. he's doing all kinds of different shit with his voice. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? He's really stretching it. Aye, absolutely. I mean, there's points where he can really sing. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that took me by surprise because, like I said, uh, first song and this is like, <laughs> aye, aye. and I'm like, and then like about six songs in, there's one of the songs he starts singing. I was like, fuck's sake, yeah. man, this guy can actually sing. Yeah. I like this, but I like that it's a glockenspiel or something like aye, that. It's kind of something, aye. Because it's, I mean, who knows at the end of the day what he's hitting, you know? Aye, <laughs> you know, could, could be a fucking given what he's said. leg. <laughs> exactly. He's got a bunch of fucking pirates wooden legs set up hitting him. <laughs> but no, I really like this. I really like this song. I, I do like this side. I kind of want maybe... this one a little bit more than the first one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and the initial listen, I. Is it maybe a marimba? Could, Could be. be. Called a marimba. A guy called Bobby Previtt plays a marimba on track two of right. the soul. Okay. Nice one. I'd imagine for these fans, this must have been a bit of a fucking hard sell coming from well, all these it, earlier stuff. It seems to be kind of a bit of a, <clears throat> a, bit of a gradual progression with them. He sort oh, of right. became, became less and less tuneful, <laughs> you know, kind of as nah, he went. Then he would take the odd time where it would get a bit more. Um, he made an album um, in the late 70s where it was all a big orchestral kind of score and things like that, you know. And Bette right. Midler actually, he was, was actually seeing Bette Midler and she sings in a song with him. And, Things like that, so but yeah, I, I think you could see it kind of coming. Aye, you know? but then when it comes to this, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, because like I said, the album before Sword, Sword Fight Strong Bones, because I'd heard that and then hearing this, probably the shock for you guys was harsher than it was for me aye, because I'd, 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 I'd been used yeah. to hearing that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. 
That, that solo, that guitar solo is pretty cool. The oh, yeah, yeah. Just, that, just going dead them. sharp and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Aye, cool. so over bending. Too, too high and stuff uh, like that. Like, uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. I think it's just to give it that that kind of like just horrible. I imagine it's like to create an uneasy feel. That's why uh, everything's yeah. like there's a lot of wrong notes played. And stuff See, I, I like I, I like that because the cut sounds like me playing the guitar. So I'm like, ah, that's cool, man. Aye. <laughs> uh. There he goes again. Aye. He's got eyes voice. That's cool on this one. It's like the most stark, everything's the starkest it can be, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? All yeah. the instruments are just stark as fuck. Yeah. yeah. But I like that. That that's cool. That's not full in any way. It's not it's not filled up. Uh, it's just yeah. it's a lot of space. space. Uh, it's yeah, space. Yeah. Loads yeah. of space, yeah. aye. And it, it's uh, it's all directed towards the vocals, you know what I mean? That's uh, that's what it's about. You want to hear the words in there. Yeah. That's tune, man. Right. <laughs> so this is cemetery polka. <laughs> This is another one that when I first heard the album, I was like, man, get this to fuck. But, but I like it now. Aye. But, but it sounds like it belongs in a nightmare before Christmas or something like that. Aye, aye. does, does, none of aye. But you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got that kind of obsession with, uh, well, eventually, around about this period or the, a few years before, he got an obsession with New Orleans music and Mother stuff like that, that, funeral yeah. kind of, um, you know, stuff. Aye, especially that, the last track. Yeah, I definitely the last track. Yeah, uh, to me this 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 brings up like a demented circus in my head, man. Aye, aye, fucking aye. people on fire and jungle circus, small people and I <laughs> yeah. all that type of shit. Aye, but it's Cunt's grimy. As, it's grimy as fuck. Aye. I kind of like that. Cunts hammering nails at each other. Aye. Yeah, and I, I don't care what Andy says. This is this is definitely. Uh, influenced Mike Patton. Uh, oh, I mean, Mike Patton did all yeah. the kind of character stuff with it, it yeah. like on. We started doing it in Angel Dust. It definitely comes from him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Aye, I mean that. Just play all the wrong shit. Demented. <laughs> but that's actually a skill. Oh, to, totally. to be able yeah. to play all yeah. the, all the yeah. in between notes and all the wrong notes. Yeah. And the the actual percussion in this is fucking bananas. It's like these symbols just. Come in at weird points and shit. Yeah. I see the symbols there are kind of off time, is uh, it? <laughs> it's almost like it's deliberately done to be out of time slightly and just yep. kind of fucked. So uh next song is Jockey Full of Bourbon. Right. I've got something to say yeah. about this, man. See when I heard this, I mm. thought black books. Oh, yeah, that, black books. yeah. <laughs> Aye, the theme tune now. Nah, so, so I looked up uh, black books because I thought, I know this was somewhere, and then it clicked in my head black books. And then I put it into Google, and apparently there was a whole thing that said that the, the guy that did the theme for black books ripped this song off, and he fucking did because it's uh, almost just a wee nod, Definitely. Uh. And a big shout out to black books because it's magic. Uh, black uh, books. Dylan Moran and uh, Bill Bailey. I like this, this is cool. This this was uh, when I was starting to get a bit warmer to it, generally. Uh, it's a wee bit more conventional. Uh, it's, like, it's more of an actual song. Uh, this is, this is one of the singles. More conventional. Uh, this is uh, one of the totally. singles off the album. I like the double bass, that's cool, man. You know, the standing bass. Really cool. And I like the bongos. Uh, it's, it's a cool vibe, man. Uh, and they kind of almost whisper. He's uh, brilliant, brilliant. Aye. Like I said, total pattern, you know what I mean? Aye. My pattern's totally that. 
Yeah, but I mean that that the specialist pattern, you know. Ah, ah, very vocal. Uh, yeah. 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 It just totally reminds me. Of, I yeah. totally reminds me of that type of stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting because he's a guy that's revered and and you know, you know, for for people he's 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 up there with one of the best artists. And um, you know, in terms of commercial success, it, you know, it wasn't it was never really there. Ah, um, that's true. You know, his, his albums would chart. You know, I think I think Rain Dogs it got into the Billboard top hundred, but I don't think it really uh, did anything special. You know, what one of these artists that's more musicians that are into them? Than, yeah, yeah, uh, aye, the totally, general aye. public. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's that's a testament to a guy doing what he wants to do, man. You know, what yeah. I mean? he's, not, yeah. he's not chasing hits. You know what I mean? And he probably and, could. You know, what in, I mean? fact, in fact, in fact, got information here. The album peaked at number twenty nine in the UK charts, right? But number 188 on the US Billboard chart. So, ah, so the Americans just didn't get it. But I think they I think they got it. But it was just it was just the people that were buying it were just absolutely into it. You know when you buy an album, Mark, I'll check that out. I don't know if there's anybody uh, checking no, Tom Waits out. I think it no. was just I love Tom Waits, I'm gonna buy that album. Ah, it's just dedicated um, fans, I uh, I think uh. so. That'd be my guess anyway. But yeah, Jockey Full of Bourbon, there you go, man. Aye, like, that was the first <laughs> song that really kind of was like... Yeah, I was going to say, the, the album kind of gets going from this point almost for me. Um, Next know. one is Tango Till They Are Sore. That piano's fucking stinking, <laughs> man. Aye, it's brilliant. Love it. No, it's amazing, I love it. It's yeah. I, know, but it's, but yeah, yeah. I think he's deliberately tuned everything sharp, just slightly sharp, he guitars included, because it's, it's just like, it's deliberate, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah. His voice sounds different again here. Yeah. So that's like four songs where his voice sounds different in every song. Do you know what I mean? So. And apparently, we've got a trivia here that apparently Heath Ledger stole um, Tom Waits' speaking voice for the Joker. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's an interview. Have we used that? There's an actual interview with Tom Waits. I think it's in Parkinson or something like that. And. It is literally it's the Joker's voice that he flood uh, he Fledger uses when he speaks. He's just like, totally made it sound like Tom Waits' speaking voice. It's bizarre. Because because the way he sings, um, see in the seventies especially, that's what he was getting criticised for. It was like you're you're trying to sound like Louis Armstrong. Because it was really it was really really severe. Yeah. In yeah. the seventies, it's like yeah, 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 but I'm not saying he's, he's not ripping them off or anything. It's just like, you know... Ah, an influence. Uh, the way, uh, you know, the, 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 the actual sound of his voice, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I like this this type of shit, man. This type of shit, it's cool. But it is very, like, you know, animated Tim Burton type music, yeah. you know. I'm surprised Tim Burton hasn't used music by Tom Waits in a, a movie or anything. It's yeah. suited perfectly. Because he scored, um, scored a movie for um, Francis Ford Cobbler. That's right, aye. Um, 1982 it was, aye. Yeah, I think, I think 1982. Ah, I've seen that on Spotify. Yeah. 
and that was more conventional music that was more that's that's wacky shit (laughs) when i first listened to this album despite like i say having you know owned two of his albums and all that and kind of knew what i'm likely to get into it was still hard i still Mm. found it hard listen you know i was Mm. like Right, but it's worth it as you've been rewarded you know what i mean because i'll I'll play this album from now until i die basically Ah, it's 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 in there Ah. (laughs) some big black mariah ah. (laughs) so what's 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 black mariah then i know it's annie's (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's a a, a police van yeah police Ah. van Voice is cool as fuck there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because I remember he played, I want to say, about 12 years ago, maybe 13, 14 years ago. He played Edinburgh Playhouse and the ticket sold out in like two seconds or something. And uh, I think the resale value was like insane. It was like thousands of pounds to you know, get yeah. resale tickets. He, does, he just doesn't play that often, you know, he doesn't really do gigs that often, you know. Exactly, and I think it's like a lot of these kind of cult kind of musicians. It's like they might not sell quote unquote a lot of records, but when they play live, they always sell out live. Yeah. Weird that, isn't yeah, it? You, nah, think aye. It, you think you would sell a yeah. ton of records? Yeah. Be somebody that you know you would love to see live, you know? Aye, because I think it would be an experience, definitely. definitely. Nah, I'm digging this man, this is cool his man. His voice is just, I just, it's just brilliant, I love his voice. Aye, plus he looks like Satan. <laughs> he does. Uh... <laughs> Basically, Mark Lanigan looked, looked kind of aye, like Aye, very similar, aye, aye, yeah. aye. And he looked like Satan as well. <laughs> so this is... an amazing voice. Aye. Aye. This is uh, Keith Richards on guitar as well. Yeah. Well... If Keith played on it, it must have been respect because Keith Richards fucking just like slagging everybody, does he not? Aye. Uh-huh. Keith Richards is another one of those assholes that thinks he's a fucking. He created everything, I think. The most overrated. Next to Jimmy Page, he's the most overrated guitarist in rock, man. It's interesting because you were talking about. Because uh, I. I almost want to be challenged on Keith Richards. I want to be challenged. I want someone to. Prove to me that he is a good guitarist because I'm shy. still willing, but no, but I'm still willing to believe it though because there was a bit of footage I saw. It, it, he's good at creating vibes. No, no, but no, 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 te- no. He's not a good technical guitar player. There was a footage I saw on Twitter and it was a, an acoustic thing that he'd done with uh, Mick Jagger, just a stripped back thing. It was about five years ago or something. I've and seen that. Playing, yeah, his playing was excellent. I mean, yeah. it was. It wasn't. It wasn't just him strumming chords. I mean, his pick I th- was brilliant. I, I think he can play when he wants to. But he's just too lazy. So, uh, so that's what I'm saying. I think there is a good player there somewhere, but his style is no my my thing. You know what I mean? It's. I, I mean, I, I, we were talking about this when I was at the house last week. Uh, the, Sto- the Stones have get fucking amazing hits. Of course they have. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're hits. They're a hit. They're a greatest hits band. You know, for me anyway, they've got great hits, man. So this is diamonds and gold. I like this, man. I love the guitar. Uh, sounds like, sounds, like, uh, sounds like Primus or something, in it? Ah, yeah, <laughs> Primus is, uh, yeah, <laughs> back, back, back to the Les Claypool. Uh. 
Oh, I, I can one hundred percent see Les, um, Les Claypool being in a. Oh, oh fuck yeah, because it's very similar in that kind of off kilter. Everything's kind of off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only slightly funkier and a bit heavier. And I think that's the point. I think that's the point with with, with Tom Waits. Well, there you go. There's there's Mike Patton. I've been talking about. You know, Paul mentioning famous there. Um, and these are just bands within our world, if you know what I mean. That Aye. we could point to. Not- so. Yeah. If someone here was sitting into more indie music or more, you know, um, jazz or something, something, they might be saying, oh, I can hear this. Hear yeah. how he influenced this person, that person. So he's quite clearly a guy and an artist that's oh, just influenced so many different genres, you know, or people within genres. Aye. Know? He's one of those artists, I think, as well. You know, there's certain people, Nick Cave's one of them, mm-hmm. and him, um, that, that people that like rock, like heavy, even heavy metal, tend to like. It's like mm-hmm. it's always it's always people like that that they kind of because ah. it's the way, the, way, the way punks like Motorhead. Like, you, know, like, you know what I mean? Because you know I mean? like, there's enough uh, a dark darkness. edge to them. Aye, Aye. Yeah. Well, it's, it's heavier in edge. a different way. It's heavier yeah. in a, an emotional way or a, a lyrical way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Because yeah. you ask any any like metalheads, what bands do you like that are metal? It's always the same. The Cure. Depeche Mode, yeah. <laughs> Radiohead, it's always the same yeah, yeah. bands, do you know what I mean? I, maybe, maybe the Smiths, maybe Norcus, Morrissey's a prick, but, but the Smiths are great. The Smiths are great. Oh, aye. Well, let's face it, most of them are pricks, you know what I mean? <laughs> All these bands and artists. <laughs> aye, but Morrissey's a prize-winning monolithic. Ah, well, aye. Ah, he he's, certainly is. He's, uh, he's a It's almost Johnny like Mars inter- cool as fuck though. It's mo- almost like a wee interlude, that one, isn't it? Aye. 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 Good man. So this one is Hang Down Your Head. This is fucking this is, excellent. This is, this is, this, this is like, is beautiful. This is, this is almost beautiful. commercial. Aye. <laughs> Compared to, know. you know. Aye. It's almost like, it's almost like Slayer. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> so fucking horrible. A Slayer, now you've got a power ballad. Aye. <laughs> aye. <laughs> but I heard this, this. This really brought me round to, to, to him aye. as an artist. Yeah. I was like, no, that because this is great. This song's yeah, fucking aye. excellent. So it's got Kathleen Brennan down as a as a, a um, co-writer, and I think Ka- it's his wife, is it not? I think it's his wife. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was going to say, don't quote me, but I'm sure Kathleen aye. Brennan. She, is, she is married to Tom Waits. Still to this day. Since night, aye. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. I think they've got a couple of kids as well, aye. They get married in 1980, and they're still aye. together. Ah, this this is excellent, man. Beautiful melody. His voice is ah, shit hot in this, beautiful. actually. Like the wee organ in the back as well. That's really yeah. cool, man. It's mental because I, I did a, a real one eighty in this record. <laughs> ah, yeah, for like what one of the biggest one yeah. eighties I've ever done in musical <laughs> anything I've ever listened to, man. Yeah. This has been the biggest challenge in any of the not episodes we've done. Oh, I, think. Oh, I, I, think. I, I um, like that though. You know, um, yeah. Because well, yeah, I was, I was, I was the same as you. Like I said, I was the same as you guys. You know, I, I, it was, it was a challenge getting there with it finally. But it's, it's weird that it's, that because even when you listen, I don't know if you guys feel it the same way. But when you, when I listened to it the first time, I was like, some of this. It was like you're questioning yourself. Am I trying too hard? Aye, I get yeah. that. Trying too hard, yeah. and and also, is this genuinely good music? You know, it was kind of like you know, 
there's something about uh, you know so you're, 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 it was a lot of conflict in me and probably yourselves as well yeah. but you get to the end and you're like I want to go back I want to go back there's unfinished business with us you know Aye. and I think that's yeah. that's the power of it you know and yeah. the power of probably a lot Absolutely. of his albums you know 100% agree with what you just said there man I was yeah. the same I put it on and I, I was like oh come on and then it was like weird that I wanted to listen to it again I was just mm. was like yeah, because yeah. there was that there was something that I was that underlined that yeah. made me like like it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until the, maybe the second and third listen I thought no actually I'm not trying to like this because why would I try? But I get yeah. where, I get where you're coming from with yeah. it. No, I think it's, it's because I like the guy. I like Tom Waits as a like person, the, as a concept, I, as a you know, as a, same, you know all I, these things. I really wanted to like it immediately, um, and then because like I say because you know having experience with him before and liked him, but. I like this the one's time. This one's time. This is time. lovely as well, man. Yeah. Beautiful. See, this is this kind of stuff is more like this would be like he's kind of early seventies stuff. Seventies you know, stuff. You know, um, except that this is a bit still a bit more stripped back because the early stuff was like you know with the piano, double bass, and maybe string quartets and things like that on it. Nice. Let me no, check so. that out, man. Because yeah. uh, to be fair, I'm more into this type of shit ah uh, yeah then i'm the captain but, but wash material but i mean but I, th- I like that as well but i don't but, think i could take too yeah, much yeah no but i think i think that's what it is i think it's good that there is a balance you know it's all this is almost a bit of respite yeah you know before it gets a bit crazy again uh, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know it's not a greater than a guy with a fucked up voice singing a sad song man uh, just uh, fucking when you get a certain age that's what you're, oh, you're wanting man fucking uh, yes you know this is, this is amazing, that song. Aye, this is fucking beautiful. love it. And it's all to do with his voice, man. Yeah. Aye. And that's the thing, I mean, uh, you know, talking about covers and all that, I think there's probably a lot more than there'll be Tom Waits fans out there. You know, whether there's Tom Waits fans listening to this, I don't know, but there will be people that know more about Tom Waits. On, there'll be tons of artists covering his songs. Obviously, you've got the, the one on this that Rod Stewart does. And prior to this, he had a song called uh, Jersey Girl, and that was... Uh, Bruce Springsteen covered that. I was going to say that a lot of this sounds like kind of Bruce Springsteen, but Aye. but I'm going to say it better. Uh, I like it better. It's not cheesy to a degree, but I know what you mean. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I've tried to like Springsteen. It's it's too yeah, red blooded uh, American. <laughs> I can't, uh, and I'm not. It's not no, an American got, thing. It's got his. No, listen to Nebraska. I think he's quite cynical about America. I think he's he's quite cynical about. Listen to the Nebraska album. It's just him and an acoustic guitar. I could handle that, but the shit I've heard, I'm just like oh man it's just it's it's too fucking in your car going through america i I don't mean that in a bad way it makes it sound like i don't like america it's it's not even that it's just i'm too i'm too disconnected from the shit i've heard yeah i'm not saying all of it i might like some of it but the shit i've heard Uh, i'm just too too disconnected from it ah you can't relate it as much yeah yeah i know what you mean whereas i can relate to this because this just sounds like a, a guy in a bar yeah, playing mm. yeah. himself. Do you know what I mean? Like a fag hanging out the side of his mouth. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can get this. Yeah. His lyrics are class, man. Ah, yeah. A thousand class. pigeons fall around fall her feet. feet. <laughs> fucking dark as fuck. That's cool. Is that because her feet are fucking stinking? <laughs> <laughs> Like your feet are fucking honking, man, or the pigeons are all fucking dying and shit. So, I mean, I don't even know what this song's about. I mean, I, I'm looking at the lyrics in front of me, but it's not pure point and we've probably reduced it. I know, you're just... Some, some girl's feet are fucking stinking. Nah, it's lovely, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it really is. His voice is fucking shit, I love, man. This is like perfect funeral music, you know what I'm saying? I bet mm-hmm. loads of folk have uh, this. 
Is that there's a few funeral songs on here, though. Oh, fuck, aye. Is that just called the album fucking Get Ready for the Funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Grave Hits. <laughs> Interestingly enough, um, I heard his album. I'm going to say, I, I, I keep meaning to go back and listen, but it was like a double album. I, I think it was about 2008 or something. And I got that uh, off the, the same the same guy I was talking about that introduced me to him. And I was listening to that quite a lot, and I actually had made my attempt at doing a kind of Tom Waits style thing, and it was like this big dry kind of funeral drum thing, and I had a piano up here, like, fucked up ah, cool. Ah, cool. I get sent to my computer, I'd probably, probably be embarrassing as fuck when I listen back to it. Yeah, get know. it over the wing, man. Ah, <laughs> get it out. To get the voice on, but... <laughs> so this is Rain Dogs. I just start to get wacky again, man. Uh, I just starts to get wacky. Yeah. It's like you've had your you've had your melody. Ah, uh, you've had your thoughts. <laughs> A lot of it's kind of got that kind of Jewish fight it as well. You know, you can hear totally. kind of Jewish music as well. I mean, he's not, as far as I'm aware, he's not Jewish. You know, I think his dad was, dad was Scottish Irish descent. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of bar mitzvah type shit. Uh, a yeah, bar mitzvah. Yeah. A, a satanic fucking bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense, man, but we'll go with it. That's a great bad satanic bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, aye. <laughs> bar mitzvah, satanic bar mitzvah. <laughs> I can't even see it. I'll mix that. I take it's Rain Dog a character. Who knows? Well, Lyric is um, Brian a Rain Dog too, so. Yeah. Nah, I'm not really sure. So you just talk because everybody in, a, in New York is walking about in the pissing rain, getting fucking soaked. <laughs> oh, the grit there, man. Brilliant. Aye. How the fuck do you end up forming a voice like that, man? That's bizarre. I mean, it's just—it's certainly put on. I think. I mean, it's. it's Aye, it's but the, but the, you can tell you know, when he's singing lighter that they're still. Uh, grip. Yeah, so I mean, that's. Ah, uh, he's got about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Cause that's what it really shows if you're you're at it. You know what I mean? If you sing kind of quietly. That's it. Because even looking at yeah. some documentary stuff, when I'm talking about them, you know, putting this voice on and all that, and they were like, you know, how authentic is it and all that, you know. Rhetorically, you know, I mean, nobody was saying like, you know, but but then you would think about the music we love, like you no know, extreme metal. Not ah, they, they don't talk <laughs> roll. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's, it's the same fucking thing, you know. You're, you're, you're creating something with your voice, you know. Yeah. Your voice is your an, voice instrument. an instrument. Ah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just manipulating it. I think maybe the, the problem people had with it, it was like because quote unquote. Sounded like a black person singing. Maybe, maybe that was a. Maybe that well, was a thing. I don't think that. Well, certainly the stuff I said during that community, I think it was just more the fact that you know where he started and where he ended. All of a sudden, like between one album and the next, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put up there night, mate. You know? I, mean, I think it's because like, it's severe as well. I mean, uh, the, the yeah. level is levels of severity. Where I think, like, if you're you're going down the whole all that. Yeah, you can get away with it with a wacky song, but if you try yeah. to sing like an almost tuneful song like that, it sounds kind of ridiculous. I think it's, you know what I mean. So maybe, I don't that's, maybe that's where they're coming from. This is fucking gold. I love this. Oh, this is, I, this I, is I, one I, of my favourite things on the whole. Aye. Aye. This is aye. fucking. This is evil, man. Aye. It's like a pure, it's like an evil car chase. Aye, aye, aye. an evil car chase. Aye. Aye. It's Satan chasing something in a car. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> 
Oh, and they horns are amazing, they're, they're, man. Aye, they're fucking saxes. Aye. Listen to the backing bit, but it's a very kind of metally. Uh, did it, did the drum beat is kind of a bit like a bit of 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 a bit it's, 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 it's kind of strange because I mean I know, I know what kind of certainly I'm saying the same fucking thing over and over again I feel but when I when I listened to it the first time you know when it lay on me I was like everyone sucks this album's dick man I don't I, get it man I just, I, I just maybe maybe I'm such a primitive arsehole in terms of like music maybe maybe I'm not as open minded as I think I am you know you start thinking is it me you know, and then, but then eventually, and it's probably the same for everyone that loves this album. It's probably the same for them. Mm. You know, it, probably, it's it. probably the third, fourth, fifth listen. You know that. Yeah. You know that they got them there. You know. I think it's the vibe. It's kind of like you know what like the downward spiral when you listen to that. It creates a world that does in my head uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. This is the same thing. It, it creates yeah. a, a world in my head. I can I can see it as I'm listening mm. to it. Yeah. And this is excellent. See the lyrics in this are brilliant. Uh, but, so this is ninth and anything. The crack line in this is something to do with um, broke, broken umbrellas look like dead birds or something like that, or it's something like that. Anyway, it's a great, it's a great. Yeah. See, this is a, he's kind of beat poetry stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. it does a lot of that. There's an album right after Heart of Saturday Night. Um, oh, Nighthawks. Um, oh shit, it's a it's a kind of live album, but it's him just talking. The whole thing that's just kind of like it's like a beat for it. Cool, man. Not sure how I feel about it right enough when I, li- I listen to it. I was like, mm. I, I quite like this actually, man. When I learn yeah, but this, but this, no, this, uh, yeah, yeah, this is cool. I've seen it all. I've seen it all through the yellow windows on the evening train. Seen it all. But this is it for me. It's now, I'm now going to just start building up my collection now. I just, I just feel. This is what's going to happen now, you know, because I've been <coughs> listening to them. Been listening to them a lot in my headphones, you know, just kind of cherry picking albums, right? You know, and then and listening and and yeah, there's there's a lot of music that I'm, that's that's hitting, hitting the mark. So this is Gun Street Girl. Like I'm doing the Delta with this one. Yeah, Delta Blues, aye. That's what I'm saying, he has covered quite a lot of different types of music, man. Yep. There's blues, there's like folk, there's jazz, yep. kind of I rock mean, and roll way type melody. I mean, this is 1985. <clears throat> aye, I know. It sounds like 1935. Aye. Yeah. It's... But you know, it's, it's to have the to have the fucking guts to... Because I think that's that's what happened. Um, you know, Swordfish presented that to, to the record company that he was on I can't remember who, who it was but anyway presented that to the record company he was on at the time and they were like no I'm not touching this no, no putting this out really but actually it was actually Island Records that you know at that time were kind of notorious for like you know a bit more open-minded and all that way you know the artists that they put out so they, they took it you know so and Island Records put it out they put it Island as well. touch. U2 U2 Anthrax Anthrax were on Island as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
because I think that I think that there's like an loose theme that the songs are all about New York and all that. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it, he's 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 basically gone through the whole of America and picked up all the musical styles New in America. Styles, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah. especially through the South. Anyway, yeah, definitely, yeah, and, definitely. That sounds like you're saying like Mississippi Delta Blues type. Uh, yeah. And there's a bit of country in there as well, and you uh, know, jazz, uh, jazz, you know. Uh. It's weird because, like, you know, we talk about this quite a lot. If we're not in a good mood or anything like that, we don't like to be cheered up. But almost like you feel better if you listen to something that's grim. Yeah, yeah. This is how this album kind of lay on me. I wasn't in yeah. the best of moods when I was listening to it, but it almost fit my mood, so it was like yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Actually, made me a bit brighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aye. Weird that. Yeah, that is. Well, strange, my aye. fucking mental health, fair enough. Ah, but I think, <laughs> I think I agree with that. Yeah, fool, man. Agree with that. Again, bit of melody. <laughs> <laughs> You can I smell the whiskey and the fags and the yep. the B.O. and all that. I wonder where they recorded it. Do we know what studio is it? I don't know. They wrote it in a basement in New York, didn't they, or something like that? I've got the notes here, actually. I'll see if I can find that. Because it sounds like he's just set it up in a club and just recorded it live, man. Uh, in the basement room at the corner of Washington and Horatio Streets in Manhattan. So it was in New York. Um, aye, so I just just set up in a room in a basement. Was, aye, aye. He wrote the majority yeah. of the album in a two-month stint in the fall of 1984. Mm. Oh no, so that's where he wrote it. Sorry, um, all these and they recorded that. Sounds like he recorded it then as well. Aye, yeah. <laughs> aye, maybe. But it sounds really good. It does. And I start quick. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Sorry, just look at the notes for the album. Um, Was there some good part? I don't guitarist know. Mark Rebo or Ribot or Rebo or whatever his name is. Um, He's very open to sounds that suddenly and accidentally occur in the studio. I remember one verbal instruction being, play it like a midget's bar mitzvah. There we go, man! <laughs> play it like a midget's bar, bar mitzvah. There you go, that was one of his instructions to the guitarist. Why is that ah, you go. Title, it was recorded in RCA Studio A and 6th Avenue in New York. Right, nice one. Okay. Midget bar mitzvah's got to be a band, man. <laughs> a satanic bar mitzvah. Aye, satan <laughs> I like midget bar mitzvah better though, man. <laughs> Aye, that's good shit, man. Pure total. That's thing. There's them um, in the in the previous album. There's there's, there's bagpipes as well. It's weird because you know there's. Mm. Well, again, he's like instrument wise, he's gone again. Going okay. everywhere with it, yeah. That's his lightning square. Louis Armstrong impersonation aye. to the hill. This kind of rock and rolly. Yeah, aye. Yeah. You touched a little Richard there. Aye, totally, man. A bit like Jailhouse Rock, actually. 
class. Mm. This is probably the most kind of rocky kind of song on it. Aye. Imagine slapping this on at a wedding or something, you know, everybody's up on the floor. Hey, let's Aye, totally. Aye, <laughs> Aye. this one on, see how many people stay up. Music for pissed dancers. <laughs> Fuck this! Turn uh, this off! You fucking put this on! <laughs> Get this slosh on! Fucking slosh! This is the Neil Diamond! Hey, I don't, I'll not say it here, I've bad words said against Neil Diamond, <laughs> ah, man. Neil Diamond rules, eh? Ah, it's alright, man. Neil Diamond's the man. In fact, we should do a Neil Diamond record. We should. We should. And I'm not even joking, we should, Best man. Because Neil's the man. Nobody's joking here, mate. Nobody's joking here. Uh-huh. Fucking Jewish Elvis. <laughs> I wonder if he had a satanic bar mitzvah. Oh, I absolutely. You got your soul just That's how he had all the tunes. He's all his soul. He's all his soul, mate. He can't write shit like Sweet Caroline and Mr. Bojangles unless Satan's involved. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of Neil Diamond because of my dad by proxy. Aye. Right. Old yeah, you don't hate them. You don't hate them, but you hated the beat. I, 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 I don't know. This is uh, sorry. I've just got to say this is uh, Keith Richards as well. Can I twelve bar? Yeah. Uh, so number fifteen is Blind Love. Country tune. The country vibes yeah. happening yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Here, did, did he do? Did he do? Walks and Matilda way. Aye. Yeah, Aye. Yeah. So I tell that. It was on his uh, the Shane fourth, McGowan. Album, uh. fourth album. Um, Shane McGowan. Did you know the anniversary of Shane maybe, McGowan? Oh, maybe he did actually. But no, he's got one on his, his fourth album. Right. His fourth album. Right. I think he might have done a version. It was like a Christmas thing or something like that. <laughs> years ago, about like 30 years ago or something. Was it Shane Don't McGowan? Was it Shane McGowan at some fucking arsehole in the Daily Mail or something? Um, basically, he said, let's raise 30 grand to get fucking Shane McGowan some new teeth. Aye, um, that's a documentary about it. Aye, aye. aye. <laughs> just so he can rot them again. Just, it, it just looked all wrong, man. I know, I'm with like, decent teeth. It's like, nah, it's not the look, nah. man. Aye, you've got to look like a fucking Jake Ball. Because mm. that's exactly what he is. Aye. Ah, but he's a fucking legend, man. Is he what, fuck, man? See, fuck off. Well, he, he's my Neil Diamond. I won't hear a fucking bad word against him, right? Well, fuck so you, fuck right? up. He's not Neil Diamond, you cunt. He's fucking some shite cunt. Right, bad so day. immediately after that, we're doing I a like fucking him. Pogues album, mate. I'm not going to die you. in the hill. I reckon, I but I like day, I would do a Pogues record, mate. Well, we're doing oh, a pose right now, mate. Well, fuck you, you two cunts can do it. We're doing rum, rum, sodomy in the lash. That's what we're doing, right? Even that time is fucking annoying. But sodomy, mate, you don't know what to do. It's good. Sodomy's all right. I saw that he's all right. It should be called Go and Get Your Fucking Teeth Brushed, you quatty bastard. <laughs> By the way, anybody that's not Scottish did not fucking understand <laughs> any of that. Nah, any chance, man. <laughs> Be lucky if they understood any Good luck deciphering that. <laughs> Clatty means disgusting. Yes. Ah, this is cool, man. It's on a festival. It's all right. Man. Nah, it's a bit ploddy. It's, uh, it's maybe one of the lesser ones. Uh, but, aye. but it's, it's, it's still pretty good. Aye. Fucking straight, straight, aye. <laughs> straight country song. Aye. 
The number four, this one up. Oh, his voice is excellent. That's it, and I mean, for me, I think we're all the same. A band can be musically great, but see if their singer's no good. No. Nah. But I'm, the, I'm actually the opposite as well. See if a band's not great, but like, kind of like the Paddy Considine record. Aye, but the singer's no, good. Bit, uh, aye, aye, but but yep. he's something about his voice that's really cool. Mm-hmm. They've got, a band's got to have something about their singer, man, before they'll even entertain it. You know? Aye, definitely. How do you explain Megadeth then? Well, I did like Megadeth up until about maybe 10 <laughs> years ago, man. But it's kind of like... Uh, I think because a lot of it's got a big instrumental passages with Megadeth. The planes are amazing. Certainly the classic stuff, anyway. It took me a long time to warm to Dave Mustaine's voice, man. I can't believe I'm talking about Dave Mustaine on a Tom Waits podcast while Tom Waits is playing. I think there's a bit of kind of insulting the guy here, man. I know. Insulting his memory, he's still alive. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening to this. Sorry. Fuck up, Dave wrote a Tuk Lamonja. I know. And I'll, apolo- I'll apologise in uh, Joe's behalf for what you said about Shane, man. He's like, you know, he's no normally like that. You know what I mean? No, he's no, normally, normally like that. Uh, you're, not, not, you're normally alright. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like Shane McGowan, man. <laughs> Annoying prick. Come at me, oh, Shane. That voice, man. Chills, man. Fucking chills. I can't agree with you there, right? It's dynamite. I don't care if he's putting it on. It's a, it sounds great. <laughs> it's a, see, times it reminds me again. Eh, the, you know the, the you know Trey Parker, and Matt Stone. I did America. Aye, got him now. You're a man. Now you're a man. A man, man, man. Now you're a man. A many, many man. I fucking go, man. I so too much. Ah, uh, just shows you there's a fine line up there. Uh, it's a fine line. Aye, <laughs> like that's what kind of like the point I was making, you know, like certain types of songs you can get away with that vocal, but other ones you can't, you know what I mean? Uh, I know what you mean. So that's just get away with Spanish. Aye, like, this you can get away with because it's kind of wacky, do you know what I mean? Walking Spanish. What the that means, walking Spanish? <laughs> Holy heroes, man. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows I it's something made up. <laughs> Antonio Banderas and Desperado. He's fucking come down the street with his guitar case, man. What are you saying, Joe? But a lyric? I'm saying there's a bit they say something about Jesus walking with a Spanish walk. Oh, really? I mean, I missed it right enough, but. Maybe it's coming up. He's walking Spanish down the hall. Latella's screeching for a blind pig. Punk Sanders carved it out of wood. I like the sax, man. Mm. I'm a fan of the sax. I know David, you're not really that into the sax. <clears throat> no, no, that's a thing. When I was younger, uh, much, much younger, uh, I couldn't stand the sax. It's because I'd never actually heard it played. Right. And uh and I don't know I didn't know it could, could, could be it could sound fucked up. It was you know, I was just like the things like, you know, big eighties tunes are up with it. Sax solo and all oh, fuck. But you know, later on years, you know, you start hearing people playing it. I know, love a sax, man. All fucking violent and messed up, you know. <clears throat> so no, I I love it now. And if I was ever gonna play the sax, that's exactly how I'd play it. I wouldn't try and play tunes, I'd be like, that's a good day for a band as well, Violent Sax. <laughs> Violent Sax. <laughs> this is support Satanic Bird Mitzvah. 
I'm loving the double bass playing in this album, man. Ah, it's great. Really? It, it's, it's quite interesting because listening to it again, so this is another time we've all experienced it. And it sounds a lot straighter this time. I, almost mm. like every time you listen to it, it starts to sound that straight. Sense. It starts to actually aye. sound like. Aye, aye. Even though it's not, there's aye. nothing accessible about this album. Aye, but one or two things. You can actually start things to hear are separating it. Out, it's actually aye. starting to kind of. Make more sense. Aye, it's kind yeah. of like Dillinger Escape Plan, isn't it? Aye, first time you first buy up when you first buy a new Dillinger Escape Plan album, you're like, it's man, just what, what the fuck's aye. going on? But I love it. <laughs> but then the more you listen, it almost just becomes you start normal. picking out the bits and all that. Aye, aye, aye. and you know it, even though it yep. sounds like somebody's fucking threw a cat into a fucking tumble dryer. <laughs> aye, this is this is smooth, man. Aye, it's nice, isn't it? So next, uh, next tune is <coughs> well, I see you tonight. Which is our uh, downtown drive. This is a great song, but man, fuck's sake. <laughs> fuck's sake, man. Fuck's sake, calm yourself, folks. You can choke me your spit. <laughs> so downtown train. So the Roy Stewart classic. <laughs> Was it written by Roy Stewart? <laughs> just, uh, just puts it into focus how anodyne. Stuart's version is, and it's just like aye, it's just like Stuart's version is is more melodious though, because it's it's interesting. Cause it's, he's like downtown, he's like downtown. It's like aye, you know what I mean. <laughs> I wonder if Tom, I wonder if Tom Waits says puts cocaine up his asshole, but it'd be quite interesting. Like, you know. That worked for Rod. At what point does cocaine up the nose? Stop doing it for you, and you go, you know what? I'm going to shove this up my ass. <laughs> I'm not the only one that heard this rumor, am I right? I, mate, I, I never heard it other than what you, you said. Google that shit, man. Rod Stewart, cocaine up the ass. Did they get Brett Eklund to do it for him? Quite possibly. Uh-huh. I, mean, I mean, he's got a big enough hooter. <laughs> uh, I know. Fucking, man, he's got a big enough hooter. He can fucking half a Colombia up these beats. <laughs> He's a fucking Tory slagger, man. Aye. Aye. Exactly. This is excellent, though. His, his voice is... Aye. I actually like this much better because it's grittier. See the... See the... Um, you know, I know you're... Joe, you're a big fan. It actually it was you turned me on to it. Um, the YouTube channel, um, the Needle Drop. You know, ah, yeah, Fontaine, Fontano, uh, Andy Fontano, Andy ah, Fontano. That, that, that bald guy. Ah, ah, he he did one on Rain Dogs. He did a video on Rain Dogs as well, and he said this is his his favourite on the album. He says he reckoned the guitars were too kind of of the time, and I can't hear it. I, I, I don't I don't what? actually agree with him. I agree with him uh, most of the time when he's talking, but I don't agree with that. Who was playing guitar like this? Ah, but it's not even like it's got an effect on it. It's a dry, uh, dry Exactly. Guitar. It's not a pure like 80s big power ballad like fucking guitar, mm. isn't it? Maybe he's just talking about the fact that it's like an album of catchy lead part, like but, some of the stuff at the time. Uh, or maybe, but... Maybe, but it doesn't sound uh, like that. Nah, to me it's no. I'm not totally with him on that, but I suppose that's the way he hears it, fair enough, you know? I've found a lot of cool music. Maybe he accidentally played the wrong Stuart yeah. version. Ah, this is a this is a excellent tune, man. Mm-hmm. 
some playing guitar on this as well. That's a cool beat. Well. There's a guitar. Mm. called T.E. Smith <clears throat> and guitar on it as well. So. And Tony this... Levin. Tony Levin plays bass on this. Mm. Oh, cool. Tony Levin from King Crimson and lots yeah. of other. Excellent. Well, Peter Gabriel, like John King. Lennon. Aye. Yep. Uh, Loads talk of folk, heads. Uh, I might say talk heads. I talk heads. I talk heads. heads well, yeah. yeah, and the pseudo. I definitely. I only found out recently that Johnny Marr played on um, two talking head songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's off of the Naked right, album. Um, the two sing- one of the singles. Fuck, I don't know, can't I remember don't, the name. No idea what they were, but I know he played. He played I, and and it's I, I've heard the song a hundred times, but see, once I found out it was Johnny Marr, it, it made complete sense. I was like, fucking hell, it totally is him. You can tell. Do you know Style. Aye. It's that song. Where's our parking lot? Oh, I fucking. You got oh. it. You got it. That oh, one. Right. Aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. It's got a kind of Hawaiian sort of guitar. Like, kind of. <clears throat> Aye, so this is Bride of Rain Dog. This is just fucking bananas. <laughs> Here's the symbols out of time symbols again, man. I wonder if they all just went and got pissed. Probably they come out and picked up on instruments. There you go. Or they just get slashed to play everything. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody playing the nose horn there. Oh, that shit's crazy, man. Fucking bananas. <laughs> It's like a kid's broken toy or something like that, man. Mm. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the Beatles that a little bit. Harmonium. Harmonium. Did the Beatles use a harmonium? Because that reminds me of the, I don't know why it reminds me of the Beatles that wee bit. Uh, probably the Beatles. That's on something, man. So oh. this is the last song, Anywhere I Lay My Head. How many funerals has this been played at? <laughs> Some voice though, eh? Aye, that, that was your Uncle Charlie's favourite song, son. <laughs> Cunt spinning in his grave, man. It was his 17. He wanted this played. I just went fucked into a bin when I died, <laughs> <I> died man. <laughs> Put me in a recycling bin. Well, 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 we're playing this. Well, aye, but aye backwards. Fuck you into a big bag. Hi, Ben Man's funeral. <laughs> ben Man's, that's cool. Ben, that's ben, ben cool Man's title. funeral. That's <laughs> <laughs> man. That's a fucking write that song, new man. Right, right, let's get together later, man, and get this fucking hashed out. Ah, oh, fuck that, somebody write that song, Ben Man's funeral. I'll fucking do it. Go, Joe, get the harmonium. I will, mate. I'll just crack it out the cupboard. I've got you back, but back being serious, this is excellent. The voice is ah, it's beautiful, up, man, fucking right. beautiful. Man. He's fucking literally howling, man. It's brilliant, brilliant. It sounds sore. Ah. Mm. 
it's an extreme voice though, isn't it? Mm. It's like, imagine putting heavy guitars behind that, it'd be fucking too much. Maybe Tom's got a wee bit of the death metal, um, you know, cred. Starting mm. dicking out. Shit. <laughs> He's into the carnival core. It's like the bit of Living Light Die in it. But I know. That's right. Die on it, then they all start dancing about. Aye. What a boo-doo. I've seen that movie. That's good shit, man. How do you even start to write shit like that, man? Just, just must just has to be there, really, isn't it? Ah, it needs well, to be in your blood. Be a gradual ah, process, or you know, it's, I don't think you just go straight to that, eh? No, it's in no, your blood. You need to be steeped uh, in that shit, man. That's how I build up to it almost. Uh, yeah, aye, definitely. So that is, uh, so that's Rain Dogs. Um, and uh, I think it's a it's an album that we we've all had a similar journey with, um, where it's kind of similar to a lot of albums we do that we don't know anything about when we do the not episodes. We it seems to be when we finally finally sit down together and listen to it, it sort of crystallizes completely. Aye. you know, you know, yeah. and it's it's quite interesting that happens, you know, because there's a couple albums that we've done in the not episodes where if I'd just listened to it once, I wouldn't. Have, Followed, listen to it ever again, probably. I like the Paddy um, Constantine one, definitely. Like that, the Alice Cooper one as well. Uh, you Aye. Know, and, and, you know, but because you're forced to kind of, you know, and forced, I mean, forced in the right way. In a good way. Um, yeah. yeah, in a good way. You, ha- you have to kind of give it time, you give it respect, because if you're going to be talking about it, you know, you need to. And I think this is the same. Um, but I think this has been tougher um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite far it's removed as from... It's, yeah, it's not as immediate as, as some of the other things. The other things were more immediate, but maybe just not hitting as, in a, you know, in an emotional sense, uh, uh, and a spiritual I, sense, whatever you want to call it that. You know, mm-hmm. just not getting 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 under the skin. Um, whereas this is this is just something that's, uh, you know, artistically been a challenge to, to listen to, you know. Um, I, um, I think it's that, the, the humorous thing, part of it as well. You know, that there's, hum- there's a lot of humour in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's hard coming from a theater music that we listen to that, that you know there's yeah. not a lot of humor, not deliberate yeah, humor definitely. anyway, and then coming into this. So it's, you need to kind of, I don't know, kind of put your, your mind at the door a little bit when you're listening yeah. to it and, and accept it for what it is. And if you kind of open yourself up to something, then with that in mind, that you can kind of you can enjoy it because I've went for pretty much not liking it at all to really enjoying it, mm-hmm. which is pretty mm-hmm. impressive, man. Yeah. So where so where's where's Tom mates? Where, where does it go for you guys, Paul? Where where does where does it go for you now? Having listened to your first Tom mates album, and, thought, and really listened to it, you know you've you've obviously probably mm. listened to this at least four or five times. And um, so, I'd, so what, I'd, so I'd, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm going to uh, jump in, and uh, I, I've deliberately not um, listened to other albums because I I just wanted to focus on this just for this sure. pod because yep. I don't know why they contaminated me oh on this album and uh, you yep, know all yep, that yep. Uh-huh. um uh but you know <clears throat> now now we've we've done this um I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and I might I might just do it chronologically you know start you know I think that's the best way to do shit go that yeah. go that way and then, and then and then I'll hear like, as you say David does a, a there's a there's a, yeah. there's a change uh, you know um. 
and it'll probably by the time I get to rain dogs again, it'll you know, it'll probably make it even better, or you know, um, it might you know, certain parts might make more sense and all that. Because I think it is this not the middle of a kind of trilogy, kind of ah, type, yeah, loose no, no, trilogy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. you know, that, that that might make more sense and all that as well. So yeah, um, and it, as as I said at the start, it's it's just a guy that. You know, uh, I kind of thought, God, that's he's got a, a that's a cool voice. That's something I should be interested in, but just mm-hmm. never get around to it. So, um, it just shows you, you know, I'm I'm fifty, and uh, and you know, you can still learn things. You can still fucking, you know, uh, look look at different things, um, and and, and enjoy them. You know, and sometimes I I, th- I think it is an age thing. Sometimes, especially music like of this type, you know, I totally agree. Uh, as you said, Joe, earlier, you know, if you as a 19-year-old, you'd be like, what the fuck's this, you know? Aye, totally. I, I, th- I think experience and all that and, and life and... Aye, totally. <laughs> ...getting fucking dragged in, you know? <laughs> Aye, I mean... You... you know, over the course of the years, I, I think you appreciate things like this more, definitely. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree with that. And I, and I think, aye, it's... Uh, you, you come to it eventually, this type of stuff. It's not, aye. you know... You, you can't enforce it kind of thing almost you know I mean that's the thing this is doing these episodes as a contrived situation we are saying yeah oh I, well I, I, if it was for this podcast I probably still yeah. wouldn't be listening to but, it, but yeah. it's not you know so it's contrived but thank god for it because you yeah. know see if no one listens to this episode it, it doesn't matter we, we get yeah. something out of it at the end of the day we, we found an album that, that's going to now be part of our collection and part of our lives in some small mm-hmm. way or big way or, or whatever but um so as a contrived situation you know doing these things but it, it, from that point of view we are learning as we go and and okay you know probably the next episode might be a bit more familiar territory where we're actually listening to something that we that we know and we want to talk about it in context you know um tell our things and all that but um but i think it's i, I would like to continue doing these episodes where well, we are challenged Absolutely, and we are, we are, you know, we are forced to kind of sit with something for, for you know, a few weeks to kind of really, really get to grips with it, and um, you know, and just see what we think, you know. But um, but but Joe, sorry yourself, Joe. Um, with Tom Waits, I suppose where does it go after after this for you? Similar to Paul, um, I mean the the wacky shit. Now that I know that it wasn't like that for you know the basically the start of his career. I think I'll probably start at the beginning because I think that's the best place to start with any band. I don't, you know, when I was younger, I used to kind of dart in and out of stuff, but I think things get lost in the mix when you start approaching musicians like that, especially if they've got a massive catalogue. You are better just going yeah, for yeah. the start and working your way through. Mm-hmm. Then you get the journey as well, do you know what I mean? You get the you get the evolution of the artist and where they went and, you know, it's almost yeah. like, you're, you know, you're, you're hearing it for the first time, so they're new records to you, so... Yeah. It'd be no different than if they were there at the time and they released them, just they're new to you. So um I like that. But I mean, no, I'll definitely be checking out his, his earlier material. Um and I found an appreciation for a guy that I, I like Paul said it, I just I didn't have a really I, I just thought I think I, I don't know if I spoke about this in one of the pods, but you know, that whole thing was like like people like Tom Waits. Bowie, Prince, Frank Zappa, they've, they've all got massive back catalogues and it's just like, oh, it's almost like, ah, uh, my fucking head hurts. Do you know what I mean? So I just mm. ignore them. I'm just like, I'm not going to listen to them because it's not that I don't like the stuff that I've heard. It's just, where the fuck do you start? But, mm. but with Tom Waits, obviously, um, 
I'm definitely going to delve in. And I don't totally agree with Paul. This is music that will, I think, only resonate resonate with somebody with, with, with some life experience. Do you know what I mean? I may be wrong. I mean, there might be people at fucking 18 that listen to Tom Waits and think he's depends amazing. Kind of, I suppose it depends what kind of life you've had up to that point, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for yeah. me, it's very much like Paul said, it's, it, it's something that you you for me anyway that I can only like I was saying earlier I wasn't in the, the greatest of moods when I first listened to this record yeah. last week I was in a really bad mood and uh, and uh, and I, at first I wasn't into it but I put it on I let it run through and as it started to run through I started to actually feel better about it and yeah so probably because it was fitting my mood so there you go it, ma- it makes yeah, sense yeah. you know what I mean it's a kind of downtrodden vibe and. I'm a weirdo and that has the opposite effect for me. If I feel like shit, I usually listen to something that's miserable and it makes me feel better. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, so, here. I, I definitely, which is weird, I guess, because most folk would run to fucking, I don't know, Spandau Ballet or something. Not not Spandau Ballet, I like Spandau aye. Ballet, but, aye, aye. you know, with some ch- cheery kind of 80s shit. But I, it's uh, it, it's music for people that I maybe loved a wee bit, I think. So, they've loved and lost. Just I nobody's left it. I exactly like Frank. I, <laughs> I, but but it's true though. I mean, it, it totally is. It's like mm-hmm. oh, there is right. something if you're fucking, you know, you you've went through some hard shit and you hear music like it, it does connect on a different yeah. level. Mm-hmm. That then, aye, you know, aye. then then something that you know if your your life's fucking rosy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's life's rosy, but you know what I mean. If you've went through some hard shit, like we all have, um, yeah. you know. This music's perfect, do you know what I mean? And because you can feel the authenticity in it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. And if when you're in a country mood, you want something that you can relate to, and this is very relatable. Do you know what I mean? Aye. That's it. I mean, I think I've really again I've just in, I've enjoyed I think when we do like I say when we do these episodes, I always enjoy the album the most. If it's a new album when I'm sitting listening with you, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, playing. Aye. 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 Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I always, always kind of get. Do I think I feed off off your your enthusiasm or mm. lack of enthusiasm? It could yeah. be at times, you know. Mm. Um, so I think I think we, you know, I, I get, you know, because it's a very private thing listening to music originally. Because yes. I, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I, I think well, I think it's it, it doesn't have to always be private, but I think for most people it is a private experience. You know, listening to music, and it, is. it mm-hmm. makes you feel a certain way, and it's it's for you alone and, and that yep. kind of thing. But mm-hmm. but when you've you've absorbed something and then you, you actually sit down with friends and actually listen to it and and you know it just takes on a new level. I think uh, you know um, of, of your understanding of the album, of your you know uh, you, you know what you feel feel about it. You know it, mm-hmm. it, it does it does it does uh, go up a level. You know when you're when you're listening with friends that know <laughs> they know what they're fucking talking about as well. You know I know hundred um, percent. I um and but yeah but well <clears throat> I, I thought you know we've, we've kind of wrapped it a wee bit quicker but um I thought would do you want to hear a wee bit of more c- contemporary uh, Tom Waits um, because this this is one where his voice we talk about the death metal thing. It's off the chain. That's one song. I play, uh, play. This <laughs> I from, go for it. This is from 2002. The song is called God's Away on Business. So this is from his album Blood Money. This is very much that same it's very much in the same, <laughs> same vibe. I sell your heart to the man, baby, for a buck. For a buck. Someone to board you out of that ditch, you're out of luck. You're out of luck. Pure death metal. 
Because honestly, there's like this bombs. <laughs> My god. That is proper like death metal shit. <laughs> you could just play a rough bind that one. David, see after this, put, put on six put a six feet under song on, man. Put a six Chris Barnes the way he sounds in six feet under sounds like that. Find a six feet under because they're fucking terrible. By the nah, way, nah, really anybody bad, listening like to this, I'm not saying this is good music. This is fucking <laughs> horrifically bad. But listen to the vocal; it's almost the same as Tom Waits, man. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's very similar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's, 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 it's occupying definitely the same territory, isn't it? You know, it really is. Aye. It's, Fucking it's, hell, man. Big Tom's sitting out with the death metal. <laughs> well, that, this is like the heart of Saturday night. So this is the album that, uh, um, that I first heard, basically, you know. I'm already imagining Mike Patton. Aye. Aye. <laughs> aye. Fucking edge of the world. Totally, aye. It's like uh, King for a Day era, if no more. Aye. No, I'm talking about the real thing, the edge of the world. The real thing, the edge aye, of the world. Aye, says like. His voice sounds totally oh, different. Uh, I like that and all, but it's nah, good, it's man. nice. Uh, so this is this is how I got introduced to Tom Waits. This shit. Aye, right, so then you went to that and it's just like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> sounds good too, man. It uh, it's nice, cool, man. Aye. Is he playing piano, aye? Don't quote me, but I think so. I've seen stuff in the 70s where he's sitting at a piano playing. So. Aye, he does play a bit well, he's got other musicians and you know what it's like, you know, sometimes Aye. it's a lot of I don't know. It sounds like he's trying not to play the wrong notes in this shit. Aye, <laughs> well, <laughs> But aye, it's um, that kind of vibe, that's, that's the early stuff, that's that's kind of how he started out, you know. <clears throat> aye, it's a lot more loungy. Yeah. Mm. You can you can hear that his voice has got a resonance though. That oh, aye, back then, but yeah, aye, even then, you know. I love the fact that he just totally decided to make it fucking all bizarre and fucking yep. gritty and wild. Mm. And that's it. I mean, it's it's like and, a and, and, and it total Mike Patton, isn't he? And know? I think probably people would just think, oh, it's, he must have been hitting the whiskey and smoking what fuck. And that's why his voice just changed. But it, it was like that for that album. He made the, that that Nighthawks album, which is basically him 
just basically talking over the top of music. Mm-hmm. The next album, but then the, the one after that, um, oh shit, the one then he's got the stripper on the cover. Ah, fuck, there'll be Tom Waits fans going, ah, you fucking prick, it's called this. But, um, uh, but anyway, that album, that's what I just really changed. And he's, that, that kind of voice started coming in, you know. So, uh, um, but aye. No, no, but listen, I, 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 it's, I'm glad we did this. I think I think initially when I heard that, I thought, oh, this is going to be a slog. I don't know how this is going to go. Aye, um, I was exactly the same. I, I didn't even take notes, man, because I was like, where aye, the fuck did I yeah, start with this? Yeah. But um, but I think we just experienced that. You know, we just listened to it, let it, let it sit, go back it a few times, and it just makes sense. And I, and I think it's not... It's you know it's the you know I made the point about that am I trying too hard and you could argue listening to an album three four five times are you trying too hard but you've got to for the purpose of that but if it's got, shit got, it's never going to land yeah you've got to mm. exactly you've got to for, for what we do in these episodes but you're absolutely perfect you're spot on there Joe I mean if it, if it if it's not if you're ultimately not feeling it we're going to be saying no I've tried. And mm-hmm. I don't like this. Ah, it's going to get worse if anything. Yeah, yeah. But the, the more listeners should be fucking annoyed that you're having to keep listening yeah. to it, man. Do you know what I mean? But the one thing I am surprised about is that the, the both of you like it kind of pretty consistently. I thought I, the only thing I predicted was that maybe that I just don't feel this one. I just don't feel that one. I, just, I like this one. I don't feel that one. But you, you know, the both of you can I like it. Yeah, Aye. pretty much yeah. from start to finish, you know. Because it's a, surprised me. You've got his voice, and uh, but also the the tunes are interesting. The, Aye, the, the are, instruments, the, the, the choice, really cool. and the, how they're played, and all that. It's, uh, every song is yeah. uh, okay. There, there are one or two songs that are played very straight, and they're just you know as is yeah. kind of thing. But most of this are they're, they're dead interesting, you know. So yeah. there's there's something there that. It, it brings you in. It's not right bland. Start, it? I, it's not you know? nothing about this is bland. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, not at all. So you you, you can't say that you're bored with no. any of these tracks. You know, no. um, it's, it's very interesting. I yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that. Well, listen, I think we've probably said all we need to say about it for this moment in time, and I think it's an album that will that will grow arms and legs with us. You know, as as the years go by. And um, but thank you to to those of you that suggested this album because it's it's <laughs> wow it's been it's been a challenge but we got we got there man and it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm glad we did I glad yeah. we did and uh, and yeah it just it's just wet my appetite for Tom Waits and, and all three of us you know in fairness yeah. so um so yeah maybe maybe we'll come back sometime in the future and do another another Waits album you know um maybe one that we've not heard collectively or maybe one that we have heard and we're just starting to digest I don't know but. But yeah, I'd like to come back to Tom Waits at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And um, but yeah, so we're gonna leave it there. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll maybe go back to the kind of rock and metal um, next time. You know, yeah. Aye. We'll see you next time. Or if you, well, if you're interested in what we're gonna do next, maybe you just cherry pick the episodes. I don't know, but um, but certainly um, we'll keep doing these and uh, because we're learning a lot as we go. So hopefully you yep. are too. Yep. Hopefully it's actually expanding your horizons a little bit as well. Um, so yeah. that's that's all the parts to me, you know, in terms of music. Right. I just want to, I want, I want to be, I want to be proven wrong. I want to, I want to learn new things. I want to, you know, I want, I want, I want someone to say you've got this wrong. Aye. This. Aye. Oh, no, I get it. Aye. 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 I have. So, I have got so it wrong, show you know? me, show me, convince me that exactly. This, yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah, This is worth so, my time. You know, and that's I, the thing. You know, and that's the uh, thing. No one's had to do that so far. All they've no. said is, do this album. 
You know, uh, no one's shoved mm-hmm. anything down our throats over the chance they can just, you know, absorb it in our own way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's great about it. And, and we've, you know, but yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. That's 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 why I'm into music. That's why we're all into music because we want to we want to learn new things. We want to progress. We want to love Absolutely. the music that we love. You know, there's there's the, the music that we'll always love to the day day we die. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always room for new stuff. But it's absolutely, yep. absolutely. So yeah, really enjoying doing these episodes. So anyway, we're going to leave it there. Take care of yourselves, and mm-hmm. we'll see you next time. See you later.